When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This is a podcast from Minute Media. What's up? Welcome to Match 3 of the Hat Street Hot Seat, where we not only test your Nationals knowledge, but your baseball knowledge as well. I am Nick. You can follow me on Twitter at Nationals Ace. And we have a matchup of Titans tonight as the challenger who once got cucked by Justin Verlander. Monty takes on the undefeated top seed Ryan, who once took the Metro instead of driving. First place is on the line tonight as Match 3 goes down. Fellas, how we doing? Do you like my intro? I spiced it up tonight. I, I, yeah, I think you're helping Ryan out, trying to throw me off my game a little bit uh, by uh, mentioning that. See, I thought you might say that, but then you don't realize how much Ryan hates the Metro. <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, so, but yeah, hopefully I sound better. Uh, I got a microphone, so hopefully I'm not making anybody's ears bleed. Um, so, but yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I'm a little nervous after all the trash talking I've done. <laughs> yeah especially to someone like ryan who uh has a history of keeping receipts but uh ryan how are we feeling tonight going for your third in a row no i'm feeling good monty's a good guy you know monty is a really great guy monty does a lot for this podcast i would really like to see someone like monty get the dub tonight and move on into the tournament so i'm really excited to see if monty can do it i'm, I'm really pulling from tonight <laughs> the mind game the, the, the mind nice guy act. Full yeah it's it's a pretty brilliant move and he's he looks and he's got the filter a puppy dog filter on too right now 
Like I even have a book next to me, Monty. Like, come on, man. I'm rooting for you. Have you have you read that book? No, I read the chapter. I've been Rose reading this five. bad boy. Hey, look at that. But I only read textbooks. Also joining me tonight as our rules official is Allison making her return to the podcast. You can follow her at Juan Soto Home Run. Allison, thanks for joining. How are we feeling after the uh, last episode where it uh, didn't go quite as planned? Or maybe you did plan it that way. I don't know. I like sitting here much better than I like <laughs> sitting there last week. You know what? I feel like I still put up a good showing, proud of myself, led for five rounds. It was great. And now the pressure's off and I just get to watch this uh, uh, heavyweight championship, which is great. Heavyweight title battle. Yeah. I don't know if there's such thing as like a week three title. Did, she, did you just call but... me fat? i did just talk about how i had a a serving for three (laughs) for dinner so both of your both of your nationals and baseball knowledge rivals mine or is not rivals mine is way beyond mine so i'm very excited it's a loose rivalry division rivals but you know it's very lopsided excited to learn some stuff tonight yeah there you go but before we get into trivia we do have some uh you know news to catch up on The low to mid-level pitching market is kind of quickly taking shape. Uh, You know, we've had a couple of deals go down, a couple more kind of going to happen seeming over the next couple of days. Uh, First and foremost, Anthony DiScalfani re-signed with the Giants. I believe it was three years, $36 million. And they didn't stop there. They also brought back Alex Wood on a $5 million uh, a year deal. Um, Thoughts on the Giants kind of running it back with the success that worked? I, I really like the Alex Wood deal for $5 million. The, the issue he's always had is really just health. But, I mean, he's been a, a, a really good starter when he's healthy. So I like that. De Sclafani is a little bit more expensive. Uh, but I, I like both moves. It's a big ballpark. So, you know, they're playing 81 games in that uh, whatever they're calling it now. It, it's not AT&T anymore, but whatever the new name of their uh, stadium Oracle. is. But Oracle, that's right. Um, so they've got that benefit. Um, so I really like the moves and they, they needed to make some moves because they have, they had one guy penciled into their rotation. That was Logan Webb. And now they're, they're up to three within, I think, uh, it was tweeted out. Uh, they went from one to three in 15 minutes. I think Shaq tweeted that out. So, <laughs> yeah. So big moves for them that now they've only got to find two more, <laughs> well. uh, two more guys. As you know, does most every rotation for a you know a team not named the Dodgers. But uh, Ryan, thoughts on the the Giants? Uh, you were against them all year long. Thoughts on them running it back? Yeah, you know it's a new year, so it's a new narrative. So good move for the Giants. <laughs> um, really like those moves. I mean, Dieselfani had a fantastic year, and you're getting him for 12 million AAB. Pitching's very expensive. We talked about four. Excuse me, Eduardo Rodriguez got like 19 million. So if you get Dieselfani for 12 million, and they got Alex Cobb less than that, that's great. You know, they still have to get two more starting pitchers. Um, I tweet out like Monty said, fantastic points all around, Monty. Really good night for you coming ahead. (laughs) Um, but no, those are really good moves. And I think these next eight days before the lockout are going to be really, really fun. I don't expect the top tier free agents to sign just because guys like Correa and Seager, it doesn't matter when they sign, they're going to get paid. But I think we're going to see a lot of the middle tier and lower tier guys start coming off the board in the next couple of days. I mean, Steven Matz is going to make his decision on Wednesday and like every reporter is tweeting 
guy out and like, who cares about Steven Matz? Like, I think it's going to be a really fun, hectic eight days. I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy Ryan, to think Ryan, it's only eight days away. Ryan had a bit of a slip there. He said Alex Cobb instead of Alex Wood, which is funny because they are interested in bringing in Alex Cobb as well. That was Cobb so, that signed. It was Cobb no. that signed, not Wood? No, no, it was, it was Wood. They yeah, are too, too many Alex's. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was saying. They are interested in Alex Cobb, though. That's why I was like, it's funny that you would slip that in there. Ryan, they I'm, are interested in him as well. I'm surprised you you didn't immediately, uh, you know, congratulate Monty on him correcting you since he, he's already on tonight, right? That was a point, right? You know, I was I was actually going to say that. I'm like, look, Monty, you already correct me. Like the vibes <laughs> are in your favor, Monty. You know, I'm I'm really pulling for you, man. I don't I don't <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> you know, Slumdog Millionaire is actually written about you, so like, you're gonna you're gonna win a lot of the money. <laughs> I'm getting more nervous by the second. <laughs> Ryan, a master of mind games, he is. But uh, Allison, I, I know we're kind of getting to know each other still as you're still new to the team. But speaking from like a Nats fans perspective, obviously, uh, it seems like every offseason Nats fans clamor for that one guy to be re-signed. Uh, even though it might not be in the best interest this year, it seems to be Kyle Schorber. Uh, so what are your thoughts on, on the Giants re-signing their guys, even though perhaps might not be the best option out there? Um, I think that the the actual money amount kind of works in the Giants' favor. I feel like if they were trying to go out and pay them a lot more, I think it would have been much more problematic. But I feel like the deals as they currently stand with regards to like the five million and the twelve million, those are fairly reasonable. Um, and you know what, they had a great season last year. I mean, there's no harm um, in trying to replicate that success with someone like Wood. So I, you know, I think that it makes sense for them, and it's not, you know an absurd amount. Like, uh, like Ryan said, we've seen pitchers go for a ton of money. So those seem like pretty good deals in the giants favor. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. Did we talk about Justin Verlander last time? We did. Okay. Did you guys see that the Yankees offered him one year, 25 million as well, which, uh, was kind of caught me by surprise, but what are your thoughts there? I mean, big market teams are always going to offer big money for players. Um, it basically came in that the Astros had that second year of security for Verlander. That's really all it was. The fact that the Astros offer can potentially turn the two for 50. That's what made Verlander go there. Um, the loyalty that they talked about, it was the <laughs> second year. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, do you think the Yankees would be in on any of the other big name free agents? Maybe not Marcus Stroman because he's probably going to get seven years or at least command that, but the, the big names that might not command the years, do you think the Yankees uh, are going to do their due diligence there? They might check in, but I don't think they sign any. Um, I think they want to pay Aaron Judge coming up, so they're going to hold off on big people. They, they'll go for middle-tier guys. I don't think they'll make that big splash. Monty, Which, thoughts on I your think, nemesis? Yeah, I, I have no comment on my nemesis, <laughs> but on the Yankees and big moves, I think that Ryan could be correct. I think that would be a, a mistake. I mean, they're the Yankees. They can spend money and they need a left bat, a lefty bat. And Seeger would fill that. He would be a lefty bat that doesn't, you know, doesn't strike out as much as Judge and Stanton and Gallo. Um, and they need that left-handed presence in the lineup. But, you know, they don't always do what they, they don't always go out and buy everyone like they used to. So, you know, we could be looking at what Ryan said them just checking in and saving for judge, which will make a lot of Yankees fans unhappy, which I live for. Yeah. Which is so wild because judge is so good. Like, <laughs> I yeah. will gladly take him. Yeah, please. 
as a uh, part-time Yankees fan. I was going to say, that's, that's where I was going to get to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I knew that was coming. So uh, j- just for the record, Allison is, a, I guess, a part-time Yankees fan. I, yes, I'm a very part-time uh, Yankees fan by birth. Um, and I, I honestly think it's probably a good move to hold off for Judge. He's a fabulous player and all of the and all of New York has rallied around him. He's really the centerpiece of everything there. Um, I don't think, plus uh, on top of that, they're still having kind of roster issues too. They had to DFA a ton of people. They do not have space to keep trying to make these moves around. Um, I think it might make sense for them to hold the course considering they got fairly close. I think that'll be a good enough excuse for, um, for uh, them to just do kind of exactly what they did before, not go out and sign anyone too big. And then maybe we might have this exact same conversation in a year from now. Well, knowing New York media, I, I don't know that Cashman or uh, uh, Boone, Boone have that long. <laughs> I don't think they, they I've got any. a Yankee. I've got a Yankees fan friend that wanted them both fired. Um, I mean, that's, ago. that's yeah. any big marketplace right. that underachieves. So, which yeah. under underachieving for them is like not winning a hundred games and losing right. the ALCS. Hey, they haven't they haven't been to the World Series since two thousand nine. So this I is understand. Um, the two thousand tens. As a fan of a team that has been to the World Series more recently than them, I've got to say I'd be wanting to fire my, you know, my GM and manager too if we hadn't hey, been there in twelve years. The two thousand tens were in the first were in the decade. Series. The first decade they never made the World Series in franchise history. Sorry, that's the only decade they didn't make yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Trash trivia before the trivia. Uh, a couple other minor moves that went on: Angel signed Aaron Loop. Pirates uh, got in on the action before the Nats did. Uh, they signed Jose Quintana. Uh, and then the Marlins extended Sandy Alcantara, basically buying out his arbitration, right? That's what it was. Five years, 55 million. Oh, was it? I was wondering, I was wondering about that. Cause I thought they, I was thinking they extended past that. And I was thinking that was a great deal, but now I'm less impressed. Well, usually the, the way it works, uh, I don't know the specifics, but I think the, the Rays did the same thing with Blake Snell before they traded him. Obviously it's like they bought out his arbitration years, but the extension went one year past what he okay so they'll be able to hold on to him for another year for yeah so the the team gets an extra you know year of control from the player and the player obviously gets security through injury and arbitration process yeah i do feel like 11 million a year for him is pretty good that's yeah i mean arbitration you get some uh insane value underpaid guys anyways uh but obviously the extensions that that we've seen um you know, Blake Snell did it. I'm trying to think who else. I guess Acuna and Albies technically did it. Like you get some of the the crazy steals you'll you'll see for guys that are MVP Cy Young the, quality. The Albies the Albies contract is an absolute. Yeah, we talked about yeah. that. I don't can't remember when, but yeah, it's one of like I I understand just because that that's a lot of money to someone who who didn't come for money. So I understand not being greedy, but man, it's it's a tough look. <laughs> Tough look, especially for, you know, World Series winning Braves that are rivals to the Nets. Uh, but the award season wrapped up. Trey Mancini and Buster Posey won your AL and NL Comeback Player of the Year awards. Uh, no real surprise or, or argument there. Uh, no, Especially, you know, for Trey Mancini, nobody's going to try to knock down a guy that came back from cancer, uh, unless you're Juan Soto in the World's or the, uh, the Home Run Derby, of course. But uh, otherwise, pretty straightforward there. And then Bryce Harper edged out Juan Soto for the NL MVP. Shohei, unanimous MVP for the AL. Obviously, that was my pick. Uh, I'm always right when I guess 
right? Um, but Bryce, obviously, there, there's a lot to be said about the NL ballot. Uh, you know, whether it was Bryce himself or Juan Soto and Tatis, some of the fifth, sixth, seventh place votes and, and the rationale for that. Uh, just quick thoughts on, on some of the ballots you guys saw. And not that this is anything new, but with Soto in particular, especially going up against Bryce, no, neither team made the playoffs. Neither team was exactly all that great at any stretch during, during the season. So thoughts on some of the ballots and the voting in general. The really? voting, sorry, Monty. Um, you go ahead. No, you go ahead, Monty. I love uh, you. I was just going to point <laughs> out that that Nick said Nick said that he is right a hundred percent of the time that he guesses right. I just wanted to. I mean, what's what's where's the problem? No, you're not wrong. I just wanted to make sure exactly because I'm right. We, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, but yeah, the the <laughs> the ballots putting Soto sixth or seventh, uh, which Salisbury and I believe Susan Slusser did. Slusser. Um, yeah, absolutely. What a ridiculous. terrible last name. Yeah, it's just yeah, and then you know, with she put Brandon Crawford number one. She's out in San Francisco, so they have an agenda. Salisbury had Harper number one, which I'm fine with Harper winning, but Soto should not be sixth or seventh on any ballot. Yeah, I, I mean that yeah. that was my mindset as well. It's like I, I I thought Bryce like if I had a vote, I would have given it to Bryce, but I mean. I, first of all, I have no problem with anyone voting for Soto, obviously, but even trying to be objective, I wouldn't have anyone uh, a problem with anyone voting Soto or even Tatis, really. But Tatis didn't have as many games played through all, all his injuries. And then he left shortstop to play right, which obviously helped his longevity this season. But um, Ryan, what were you going to say about the matter? I mean, like the overall voting was fine. Like Bryce deserved to win. Bryce did win as nuts as Soto's second half was. Bryce's was just as good, if not better. Bryce also did that in the middle of a pennant race. Yeah, they fizzled away at the end, but Soto was putting up good numbers on the last place team. Bryce was doing it on the bigger stage. That's how the voters saw that. Bryce was also better in the first half. Soto had an 850 OPS in the first half, which is terrible for him, but that was kind of the difference between them. Um, NL vote, NL writers should not vote for. NL awards and AL voters should not vote for the AL awards. You could tell there was some very, very strategic voting in there to make sure the guys they cover won. Um, like both Giants writers put Crawford first. Crawford should not be top five MVP. Um, we talked about Philly writer putting Soto seventh and Tati sixth because he knew those were the two biggest competitors. So uh, Bryce, if you put them down there, that's a lot less points. It's flawed. Um, but the only thing that matters at the end of the day, the top three was in the correct order. Agreed. Allison, any thoughts? Yeah, I, I uh, another point that kind of got to me was the fact that the two Washington based writers were national reporters and not local reporters, which every other player kind of on that ballot um, had the benefit of, of or uh, most of them at least had the benefit of local reporters like the San Francisco based writers putting Crawford first. Um, I also am just still stuck on the, uh, the I think it was Salisbury who put um, Trey Turner at second and put Juan Soto at seventh. Um, I think that was pretty crazy to me. Um, I just as a direct comparison, especially after watching both of them uh, play on the same team for so long, um, I don't think there was, you know, Trey Turner had a fabulous season. He was great. He was excellent. But I, between the two of them, I did not think there was any type of real contest. Um, so that was particularly shocking given that, you know, putting those two next to each other felt wrong. Yeah. The other thing I was going to say, uh, just 
thought of is they they do these votes and they know everyone's going to see the ballots and you know what then they can put out an article the next day that says why they voted that way and they're going to get the clicks i had a feeling you would want to talk to me yeah so and i did click on it so (laughs) yeah exactly yeah yeah so at the end of the day their job their job (laughs) is to sell papers or whatever the whatever they're doing now obviously it's online but their job is to do that and they did that you know even so that that's another thing is they're that's why i almost wish they that the players and coaches voted the players and managers voted for mvp rather than the you know but then you have them voting for teammates stuff like that but there's just the writers have a different agenda and if they don't like you it's going to hurt you in the voting too even if you know so i mean the coaches vote for the gold glove and the gold gloves the worst word there is because the voting is that bad yeah uh monty take notes though so next year for half street high heat we need to do ballots and some of us really need to like mess them up so that way we can do an article the next day and get a bunch <laughs> yeah, of clicks. Yeah, there we go. So there we go. M- make a note of that for, for next season, off season <laughs> 2022. Go. Sounds good. All right, last bit of news before we get into trivia. Uh, just some minor stuff because, again, the Nats haven't done shit. Uh, but the Nats added Evan Lee and Donovan Casey to their 40-man, so they are protected from the Rule 5. Any thoughts there? Donovan K- Casey had a nice little stretch after being – uh, acquired from the what the uh, Trey Turner and Max Scherzer deal, he had a nice little stretch. So they're rewarding him in a sense for that. But any any thoughts? No, cool. All right, let's get into trivia. It is that time. Thirty-one seconds on the clock. We got nine rounds plus the seventh inning stretch bonus round. Allison, thank you for pulling that up. Um, all right. Ryan has elected to go second again. So, Monty, you will go first each round. Like I said, 31 seconds on the clock. Time will start after I read the first question. Are we ready? Uh, Yeah, I just got a message from Ryan that said I'm doing a great job. (laughs) You're doing great, Monty. I love and support you. Hashtag Team Monty. Ryan, I I am going to ask that you remove the filter again just because. Yeah, the Hamburglar filter. I I mean, it. I guess you could steal this match, but uh, I, I don't want any incriminating evidence. All right, here we go. Round one is Jersey numbers. This question is for Monty. Who was the first player in Nationals history to wear number six? So this is not including the Expos. I'm going to go with Ian Desmond. Final answer? Yep. Uh, my phone locked. Pardon me. One moment. Oh, I know what the answer Ryan, is. Son 15 of a- seconds to you. Okay. I'm blanking on his first name. I need a full name, but five oh, seconds. Uh, I'll go Brandon Watson. Final answer. Can I say it? I know the answer. Monty, yeah. what do you think it was? Jose Guillen. Correct answer is Jose Guillen. Shit. No point. Allison, you'll find that uh, it's we call it the Monty rule for the PowerPoint. You have to click twice. So that way you don't accidentally click and give the answer. You'll find that. I All noticed right. it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm so mad I answered and then realized right. what it was. This question for Ryan. Who was the first player in Nationals history to wear number nine? So again, no Expos. No expos wore well, number nine. It, it, if they wore number nine as an expo, it does not count. That's what they could have been expos, but they didn't wear number nine. Oh, um, Vinny Castilla. Final answer. Lock it in. 
That is correct. Correct answer is Vinny Castilla. I, uh, I don't, I'm sorry, Monty. I'm sorry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have I to, knew the answer too. I'm, man. I'm, I'm going to have to move away from the clapper. The clapper is just not, it doesn't do it for me, but that was correct. Ryan has an early one, nothing lead. Plenty, plenty of game left. Plenty of game left. Round two, new category. Lots of new categories tonight. Name that Nat. Name that Nat. I will preface by saying, because it was tough to, you know, not give, find a picture that had too many clues. I used a picture of a baseball card. So it's a little bit pixelated, but it's zoomed in. You're going to have to look close at your screen. They're both equally as, you know, iffy as far as quality, but evens out. All right. First question for, or first Nat, I guess, for Monty. Who is this Nationals player? Ryan Church. Final answer? Yeah. Ryan, 15 seconds to you. <laughs> See, I don't know. Brad Lidge. Did Brad Lidge even play for the Nats? He did, 2012. Is that your final answer? Um, I, I don't know. Three seconds. Is, so yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, lock it in. Why would they have a pitcher Cor- holding a correct bat? answer? Is <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, I'll post these pictures on Twitter so that way because we don't have universal DH Monty. Okay, <laughs> pitchers hit. Don't right, disrespect Amanda like that. Correct answer is Jesus Flores. Jesus Flores. Oh, that totally is him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I understand this isn't the, the the best category for a podcast format trivia show, but we'll post these on Twitter so you guys can uh, take your hacks at the guest too. We'll do it tonight. So obviously you're not looking after you listen. All right. This question for Ryan to take a 2-0 lead. Name that Nat. I blocked out the number, obviously, so you couldn't tell the number. Um, this sucks. It kind of looks like Steve Lombardozzi, but I'm not sure. I, it's either Steve or Steve Lombardozzi or that Tyler guy, but I'm gonna say ten Steve seconds. Lombardozzi. Steve Final Lombardozzi answer. came to me first. Yeah, I'm going him. Final answer. Yeah. Monty, 15 seconds to steal. Let's go Tyler Moore. Final answer? Yes. Correct answer is Nate McClouth. Oh, yeah. Nate McClouth. How's the, how's the buzzer volume? Too loud? It's fine. All right. All right. Okay, cool. All right. I just like to hear more claps. <laughs> Unless they're for Ryan. Am I right? Um, yeah. All right. Round three. Round three. We're doing DFA designated for assignment this question will be for monty in the 2018 season this player was dfa'd in order to reinstate matt weeders i'm gonna go pedro severino final answer yes ryan 15 seconds on the steal um I want to go pitcher. I'm just going to, I don't know if I'm going to go AJ Cole. I don't know if it was ever DFA, but it just sounds right. Final answer. Sure. <laughs> Monty, you were honestly close. So it came down between Pedro Severino and this other catcher. Correct answer is Miguel Montero. Oh, Miguel Montero. Geez. They kept Severino over Montero. So valiant effort, but no cigar. We don't award partial credit here. 
All right, this question for Ryan, again, to take a 2-0 lead. In the 2017 season, this player was DFA'd after a disastrous outing against the Phillies that contributed to a 17-3 loss. This is oh, so much easier than um, my question. This is crap. I remember this. This was his only start, and I was literally at work. And I was like, oh, okay, Nats game started. And then, like, a couple minutes later, it was like 12 nothing. Um. I'm blanking on this name. 10 seconds. I have longer than 10 seconds. You can wait. <laughs> Five seconds. I know, I'm blanking. Three, I'm blanking on this name. Two, you, you can tie it up, Monty. Monty, 15 seconds. Now, what's even funny is if I get this wrong after complaining that it was an easy question, but uh, Jeremy Guthrie? Final answer? Yes. That is correct. Monty has tied the game. Okay. <laughs> I was, gonna, I was really worried Monty, after saying go. how easy it would be if it was wrong. <laughs> So we got a tie game after three rounds. Monty, I will say, just because you know it doesn't make it any easier. That's just pointing that out. Just pointing that out. All right. I'm really proud of you, Monty. That was a good question to get. (laughs) Round four. Round four is draft picks. Draft picks. This question will be for Monty. In the 2007 draft, the Nationals drafted this pitcher with the sixth overall pick. That would be Ross Detweiler. Final answer? Yes. Monty with a 2-0 lead. Ross Detweiler, correct answer. All right, Ryan, to tie I have, it up. I have one. I have one, right? Thank you. Not two. I said two to did I not say two to one? No, you said two. Oh, like I'm all I'm, I support Monty. I, I hope he does well, go I, away the competition. My but. my my apology. Because I kept saying two. This is for you to take a 2-0 lead, and then yeah. So my bad. I misspoke. To tie it up. This question is for Ryan. In the 2011 draft, the Nationals drafted this outfielder with the 34th overall pick. 34th overall pick. God. Um, hmm. Why am I blanking on 2011 as a whole? What year was that? <laughs> like, no, like what, what, what happened with the Nats 2011? It was before. Ten seconds. It was before Michael A. Taylor. It was, it was the year they drafted. No, I don't. I don't. I have no Three, idea. Three, two, one. Monty, fifteen seconds to steal. Can we go, Brian Goodwin? Final Brian, answer. Final answer. Yeah. That's correct. Correct answer is Brian Goodwin. He was the second pick in the first round, behind I think Alex Meyer, Alec Meyer, something like that. Yeah. Yep, out of Kentucky. All right, well, apparently Monty studied his draft picks. So that is what, a three-to-one lead for Monty? I, I didn't study. I just know these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it's three-to-one. All right, we'll see. Ryan, plenty of game left. Don't worry about it. Round five, we're going to go back to the inaugural game at Nats Park. Inaugural game at Nats Park. This question for Monty. Who was the starting pitcher for the inaugural game at Nats Park? Levon Hernandez. Final answer? Yes. Ryan, 15 seconds to steal. Um, well, this is really awkward because I was gonna guess Levon <laughs> Hernandez. Um three, two, one. 
correct they answer. opened on the oh, they opened on the road didn't they so Levi no, Hernandez wasn't no this was they opened at home for the one of the first times in franchise history correct answer was Odalis Perez yep never heard of them Dallas Perez. <laughs> it, it, it might oh, have been the, 2008 we were thinking inaugural game and yeah I, I said gotcha. at Nats Park no you did no you did you're right I just was telling you why I why we both messed up well, Ryan was going to say leave on Hernandez no matter what. So. <laughs> Who the hell's heard of Odalis Perez? Not I, me. That, that's very, it very well might might have been his only start with the Nats. <laughs> it was not. He he made like 30 starts that year. He, he was only there that one year, though, 2008. All right, cool. Um, all right, next question. This one is for Ryan. What pitcher got the win at the inaugural game at Nats Park after previously blowing the save? This I do know. John Rauch. Final answer? Yeah, let's see if it's right. Ryan's back in the game. Tripping away at the lead. 3-2 correct answer was John Roush. Uh, for bonus points, but really no bonus points, uh, who do you blow the save to? What hitter? Either of you know. I know Chipper Jones hit the first home run in the stadium. But it, was I don't know Chipper Jones. Was. it was Chipper Jones. It was Chipper Jones. John Roush gave up a two-run home run to Chipper Jones. And then – oh, no, it was a single – it, it was a solo shot to Chipper Jones. My apologies. And then, of course, Ryan Zimmerman, Mr. Yeah. Walkoff, walked it off. But I figured Ryan Zimmerman was going to be too, too easy, and Chipper Jones was probably a little easy too. But three to two, heading into round six, the final Nationals round. We're going to take you back to college. Colleges. This question will be for Monty. What college did Drew Storen attend? Stanford. Final, final answer? answer? Yep. That's correct. Stanford University. Stanford University. All right, Ryan, to get that point back, this question for you. What college did Anthony Rendon attend? Oh, um, he went to uh, Rice, the Owls. Final answer? Rice. That's correct. Anthony Rendon, Anthony Rendon did go to Rice. You know, I was trying to write that question. And uh, not many Nats went to college, <laughs> at least not many current Nats. It was either like, you know, the, the most obscure college that they went to for a year or they were high school. So, uh, yeah, there you go. I, I had to dip back a little bit. So 4-3 heading into the seventh inning stretch. The seventh inning stretch category, as we established last week will be worth two points. So this is a four point round. Each question worth two points. Today's category will be the Montreal Expos, the Montreal Expos. Today's answer or the, the question requires two answers, two answers for each one. So that, you know, one, not one point per answer. You have to get both answers correct to get the two points. First question will be for Monty 31 seconds on the clock. Name two of the three Hall of Famers to go into the Hall of Fame wearing an Expos cap. I'm going to go with Gary Carter and Tim Raines. Final answer? Yes. That's correct. That's two points. So Monty now has six points. The three answers were Gary Carter, Andre Dawson, and Tim Raines. Tim Raines. So Ryan. Needs this to stay, stay, uh, keep pace with Monty. This one for Ryan, 31 seconds on the clock. There are six players in the Hall of Fame that were Expos, but didn't go in as Expos. 
Of those six, only three played with the club for more than three seasons. Name two of those three. Vlad Jr. No, 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 no. I take that back. I take that back. I take that back. No. Oh, sorry. Just regular Vlad. Vlad. Sorry. There we go. Vlad. And Pedro? Is that? Can you say the full name for Vlad just for, you know? Sorry. Um, Vladimir Guerrero. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had Thick Jr. in my mind. Just Vladimir Guerrero. And oh my God, I keep thinking. Three seconds. Um, I'll go. Yeah, I'll go Pedro. No, Randy Johnson. Not, I, I, I have to take. I have to take Pedro. All right, that's fine. And that is correct. Oh! That's why he took Pedro. He wanted to help you out. He didn't want to overthink. <laughs> the time it. ran the third out. one's the oh, time Larry Walker. I was. No, he gave no, Pedro. Two Pedro Martinez was on my mind the entire time. The, those those are the only two like, answers wrong. he gave. Uh, Allison, rules official. Do you, would you accept those? I, I, didn't I do he- accept okay. those. I do right. accept those. Yes. Those are the only two names I heard. Obviously, I knew who he meant by Vlad and Pedro, but just for the the sake of the turn or the uh, the game, I'm I'm joking. I I'm just <laughs> being funny. I'm trying to nip anything in the bud before I got you. I got you. Problem as commissioner, you. but that was a successful bonus round for both of you. As both of you got your questions correct, we are six. Five heading into round seven, which is general MLB. Category seven is relocation nation. Again, these questions will require two answers, only worth one point, but they will require two answers. First question for Monty, 31 seconds on the clock. The athletics were in two different cities prior to relocating to Oakland. Name those two cities. Philadelphia and Kansas City. Final answer. Final answer. That is correct. They were the Philadelphia A's and then the Kansas City A's and the Oakland A's. And now they might be the Portland A's, the Vegas A's, the uh, name some other West Coast City A's. But that is correct. Monty, seven to five lead. Kind of a barn burner we got going on. Ryan, to keep pace. The Braves were in two different cities prior to relocating to Atlanta. Name those two cities. Um, Milwaukee and Boston. Final answer. Milwaukee and Boston. Ryan keeps faith. They were the Boston Braves and then the Milwaukee Braves. And now obviously the Atlanta Braves. Seven to six. Quite the barn burner. Four points left on the board. Could be anyone's game. Round eight. A familiar category. One hit wonders. One hit wonders. This question for Monty. What AL team is one for one in World Series appearances, meaning they won their only appearance? Ten seconds. Five, four, three. Let's go, Indians. Two. I'll take Indians. Not right. Ryan, fifteen seconds to steal to tie the game. My my first thought was Orioles. I'm gonna. Five. I don't. I don't oh, know sorry. if it's no. right. I'm gonna go. Orioles. Now five seconds. 
Orioles final answer? Yeah. That is incorrect. Shit. The correct answer is California, Anaheim, Los oh, Angeles, the Angels. Oh, the Angels. One for one. What was that? 2001? Uh, something like that? Yep. 2001 over the Giants. So that was their one for one, one hit wonder. Obviously, they haven't really Excuse done me, anything. 2000, 2002 over the Giants. Oh, 2002. I knew it was early, early. But that was their one hit wonder. Haven't done anything since. Ryan, you can tie it up here. One hit wonder. This question for you. Other than the Nationals, obviously, Nationals podcast, what NL team is one for one in World Series appearances? Mm. AL question was tough, and that one's going to be just as tough. Um, sorry, Chris Godwin scored. That distracted me for a second. <laughs> okay. Um, did, did the Astros win when they appeared when they were in the NL? That is what my mind is on right now. I don't think they did. So I'm going to go with a random team here. Five seconds. Three, two, one. Padres? No, they lost. Damn it. Padre, I took Padres. That was not the right answer. Ramonti, 15 seconds. The 2001 Diamondbacks. Final answer? Yes, sir. That is correct. Monty, two-point lead heading into the final round. Ryan, you need both these points to stay alive. And then we go into overtime, and I'd be pretty excited to go into overtime because I have a good question. But it's not on the PowerPoint, so we would have to edit that. But that's fine. Let's go into overtime. Round nine. Round nine. We're going back to the hall. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame for the final category. This question for Monty, 31 seconds on the clock. In 2019, this player failed to get in on his final try getting only 39.8% of the vote. Mark McGuire. Final answer? No. Let's go. Let's go, Barry. Bo- no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Mark McGuire. Mark McGuire. Okay. That's incorrect. It... In the future, oh, well, Ryan, 15 seconds to steal. Brett McGriff. Final answer? Lock it. That's correct. <laughs> Ryan gets the, the necessary steal. Fred McGriff. Fred McGriff. Should be in the hall. In the future, he actually might get in on, like, the Veterans Committee or whatever, because that's, like, one of the ones people bring up all the time. In the future, if you make a declarative statement, I'm – I, I I'm mainly ask final answer as kind of a, a courtesy, but that, that's for another what, match. What? <laughs> for another match. Well, you can't be like Mark McGuire and then not say anything else and then change your answer after. I, but anyways, we'll, we'll talk about it another time. We have an eight to seven match. One point left on the board. This one for Ryan. Ryan, can you put your phone down, please? All right. Final question for Ryan. In 2016, this player... Failed to get in on his final try, getting only 12.3% of the vote. 2016. Oh, my God. Damn, 2016 is just far enough where it's, like, random. No one really cares. Um, oh. Um. I know. Seconds. I think I know, but I'm not confident. I'm going to give a shout-out to Monty if this is right. Mark McGuire. Final answer? Yeah. <laughs> I, 
could not get that is correct. Ryan gets the, the, the two points in the final round. We have an eight-eight match heading into overtime. And I it's my first overtime. I probably couldn't keep the straight face. I apologize if I gave that away, but <laughs> Monty giving the answer to the second question. Brutal. Brutal. I did the whole time. I'm not pleased with this. I'm this is all in protest because you're giving me crap about the final answer. You've given him easier questions. You knew he was going second, so don't give me the you know, because you knew he's gonna pick second. Really? Because so, my I, questions I, were I literally always, harder. I last always week. write the questions before I ask Ryan what position he wants. And what has he cho- and what has he chosen the first two times? I I I that has no bearing. It has no bearing. Nick and I never converse, by the way. Like, this that, is a hundred percent in Monty's way. Like I am team Monty sure, here. We're sure. all team Monty here. Nick also, and I never talk about anything. Okay. For overtime rules are pretty simple. I'm going to give you a question that has a numerical answer. The person closest without going over. So we're going prices, right? Rules. The person closest without going over wins for this. Obviously, you know, this is all on honor code here but no phones you're just writing down your answers you're only gonna have 10 seconds to give an answer so i don't think it would be enough time to look it up anyways for what it's worth for anyone listening at home but you have 10 seconds to give an answer it's going to be a numerical answer easy enough yes can i get a confirmation okay cool all right again i have to emphasize you cannot go over if you go over it you automatically lose okay all right. The category is, well, we're going back to Nats Park. Back to Nats Park. Nationals Park official capacity is 41,339. However, the record attendance was October 12th, 2012 against the Cardinals in the NLDS. What was that attendance? Could you repeat the, uh, the, the capacity? The capacity is 41,339. But the record attendance was October 12th, 2012. Obviously, that includes standing room. What was that attendance? Three seconds, two, one. Hands up, please. Oh, man. Monty gave 41,899. Ryan gave I Heart Monty 45,900. And then hat is that hashtag team Monty hashtag team Monty hashtag team Monty. So again, Monty gave 41,899 Ryan gave 45,900. The capacity is 41,339 officially the attendance at that NLDS game in 2012 was 45,000. 966 Ryan wins the match <laughs> in overtime. Coming in under the the capacity by 66. 66. Did you have any inclination of that? Because you got really, really close. The world World Series game I was at had 45,700 people. So I knew it had to be more than that. And I don't remember the Nats ever getting 46,000. I watch the prices right religiously. (laughs) I know how to play these games to a science. You take what you know and you make sure you don't go to that round number that was i literally had to do a double take to see if you went over to see if you went over monty obviously not the outcome you wanted uh it was rigged i mean a a disappointing collapse look i i want to win 
No, it's it's not your fault, Ryan. Nick made the questions, you know, and he didn't have me proofread. So this is this is how it works. No, I'm just kidding. No, it was uh no, they were good questions, Nick. They were good. Um, but no, I blew it on a couple of them that I obviously knew, and that's the difference. Yeah, that's it, it was I I mean I was rooting for it. Not for you to like lose, but I was rooting for overtime. Oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I was rooting for overtime, and then uh, no. to 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 see how close. I mean, sixty six people is what it came down to. Yeah, my we'll heart, need, my we'll heart need, is pouncing so hard right now. We'll need so a rematch at over. some point, but I know we want to get some other people on the show. But yes. yeah, that was fun, um, and I think people are really going to enjoy this episode because we actually got a lot of answers right, right, uh, which was nice because <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, it thanks was, for the shade, Monty. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh... <laughs> hey, Ryan had gotten a lot of them wrong last week too, and he was a lot better this time. He stole a lot last week. Yeah. So, uh, you guys both brought game. your A A games for sure. Uh, I I'm very excited to get you guys back head to head. Next but... time I'm studying. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Ryan once again said he did not study. I don't know if you said that on the pod, but I swear did not study. I just use my real life experiences because I remember how many people are that World Series game. Well, I'm studying next time because I'm that not was... doing this again. <laughs> I mean, I, again, I, there, there's no way you could have looked that up. It was just too quick, too quick of time. I mean, he got as close as I, you can get. Ryan wouldn't cheat with the round I don't number. Have any I, problem with Ryan? No, no, no. I for, don't. I, I just mean this for the listeners because no. just because oh, yeah. of how, how close he got. Uh, I'm only saying it for the listeners. Yeah. I'm you don't understand. That's, that's three thousand people in standing room only, basically four thousand. I was surprised too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I understand. See, I, I didn't go to the World Series game, so like I was very surprised. I was like, "Holy crap! You- that's a lot of standing room." Mm-hmm. No, um, the world the World Series game I was at, like, if you went in the concourse, you couldn't walk around just because it was so packed in there. Like, they will sell the hell out of standing room only. Jeez. Yeah. So, I, so when I saw Ryan's number, I was like, "I'm good." He went way over. Well, again, I had to do a double double yeah. take. I was like, well, I oh, thought did, that's did why you did the, over. and I thought that's why you did the double take. So that's I, what I thought I went more, over when you did the double take. I was like, shit. <laughs> I was feeling more confident, and then, and then you just, you know, you're a mean person. See, I no, I started the panics. I saw the double take, and I thought, oh my god, he's not including standing room. I was like, oh, crap. No, the, the difference was standing room. There's yeah. technically forty one thousand three hundred thirty nine seats, <laughs> but standing room obviously contributes to official attendance so i also like looking at like how many people go to games how many people watch games but i watch the prices right really religiously i have the prices right formula down like i am <laughs> going to go on it and win every single game i am not joking about this well ryan takes his record to three and oh three and oh to start this lovely lovely trivia show uh next week uh we're well, obviously, this is coming out on Tuesday. We're not going to have a Thursday episode and give everyone the, the day off for Thanksgiving. Hope you guys listening have a great Thanksgiving, too. And obviously, the three of you here have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, next week, Ryan will take a, a brief break from the pod so we can get some other team or other players get their first or, or maybe second match in if uh, uh, Amanda or Allison want to uh, redeem themselves in any way. But we'll, we'll get a different matchup so that way we get different looks ryan will defend his crown at some point i will take on lyric lyric will take me on yeah that that, that's that's been floated around the the idea of a celebrity matchup against uh matt wyrick best friend of the show so uh that'll happen at some point but ryan will be back to defend his crown uh regardless at some point before the year is up but next week we will have two new or 
different members of Half Street High Heat competing uh, on trivia. But in the meantime, uh, be sure to give us a follow at Half Street High Heat on Twitter. And uh, this weekend, Black Friday sale on our T Public site. Uh, we're going to have crazy, crazy deals. So any any designs you like, anything you might want to buy for yourself or, or for a family member, please do so. It's going to be the best sale of the year. We're also going to have new designs dropping then as well. So be sure to check that out and strike while the iron is hot. Uh, but you can follow me on Twitter at National Zays. Uh, Allison, thank you for filling in as a rules official tonight. You were awesome. Uh, much better than you were as a trivia participant, if I do say so myself. Uh, you can follow her at Juan Soto HR. Monty at Monty2740 and Ryan, the three and O undefeated Shaq at We Are All Shaq. We appreciate listening. And in the meantime, let's go trivia. There's a new breeze blowing off the banks of the Potomac. A new team's mowing down the ranks of their opponents. The Nationals are smashing balls so that the commentator who has the cause has passed the wall to see you later. The early light of dawn, well, you can see they're running scared. Cause the kinds of bombs we're launching are bursting in the air. Tell the Library of Congress that they might not want to look. Cause we're putting curly W's in every book. Let's go, Nats. We've got a game to play. to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.